Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. I'm Ben Johnson, and this is the Perpetual Chess Podcast. On Perpetual Chess, I have weekly conversations with the chess world's best players, promoters, and educators about their lives, careers, current projects, and best practices. For more information, go to perpetualchesspod.com. Okay, everyone, I am here with Argentinian Grandmaster, one of the top 100 players in the world, and the top player in Argentina, Sandro Mareco. Thank you for coming on, Mr. Mareco. Uh, hello, thank you for inviting me. So I've been wanting to get a guest from South America for a while now. I've had some some email requests and obviously giant part of the world, rich chess history. So I'm I'm really happy to get the perspective of an elite player uh, from from that part of the world. And I'm especially grateful because as we record this today, they're in uh, round four of uh, the Norway tournament. So I'm sure you've had an eye on that right now. Have you been watching that tournament? Yeah, I I saw a few games, but to be honest, uh, normally I prefer to be more the European Championship because I feel that they fight uh, more in this kind of tournament. Because in the Norway, okay, uh, are the top players they play well, but I feel that sometimes they don't try to risk so much. And uh, for that reason, I prefer to be the European Championship. I I saw the games also from the Norway chess, but. For me, it was was clear more interesting European Championship. Yeah, well, that's a Swiss Swiss format, right? Yeah, bec- not only because it's Swiss format, but normally I think that maybe maybe in the other the in Norway you we have a lot of strong players, of course, but I feel that maybe they don't want to risk so much because because maybe if they lost some writing points. Mm, they are not more in this kind of tournaments. They are not more invited. And for that reason, maybe I feel that some players uh, play... Okay, they play very well. and They are very strong players, but I feel that sometimes they play some safe positions and without too much, 
too much risk normally. Okay. So do you follow generally if there's a big tournament going on, do you follow it? Um, or are you busy with your own life? Uh, yeah, yeah. Normally, I think that all the players that have a low, uh, high rating, uh, so all the tournaments, normally I try to do to see all the games, but it's not so easy for, because, for example, in Norway are not so much games, but in the Euro European Championship are more games. But normally, if I have some time, I like to see the games because, yeah, because for me it's funny also. Oh, well, it's fun, but I imagine it's also a, a bit of your, your workload to keep up with openings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Normally, I try to improve my chess, but if you saw uh, the some players only, uh, they, for example, I try to improve my chess, not only in the openings. Yeah, I try to solve some problems of uh, compositions, problems, study, like studies uh, from Ben and Kasparian and some things like that. Um, also try to improve my my chess in positional play because normally I have uh, 26, uh, 59 of rating, but also I have a lot of things to improve. So what what do you think you need to improve? Uh, for my level, I feel that maybe in some positional uh, games, I don't play so well to be a player of my rating, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The rare modest uh, modest chess player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel that, that uh, normally is important. And some, uh, okay, I not so bad in positional chess, yeah. But for my writing, I feel that maybe in some positions I don't play so well. And also, I think that it's important to be good on calculation because this was very important in practical games, yeah. Yes, of course. Maybe because, for example, you can play very well in the opening and also in positional chess, but if you make a blunder, all will is very bad, yeah? Also, yeah. All is over, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, before we get back to chess, let's, let's take a step back, and uh, I think a lot of listeners will <clears throat> probably have seen your name and maybe reviewed a couple of your games, but being that uh, this is a global audience and primarily an English-speaking audience, they may not be as familiar with your background. So, Sandro, um, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, like when you started playing chess and where you live and uh, some basics like that? Yeah, uh, I started to play chess at, uh, when I had five. I learned to move the pieces, but uh, only when I had 13, I started to play in a chess club. Oh, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, normally I'm not so... I'm not a young prodigy or something like that. Uh, because when I have a 18, I have only 20, 21, 87 of rating. Not so much. That's, um, that's extremely impressive. Um, so It's a strange. It's different because, okay. And, but when I finished the school, I think that I want to be a chess player. It was a very strange decision because I'm not... Uh, rising talent or something like that but i like and for that reason i try yeah good for you and you live in buenos aires correct yeah i live in buenos aires yeah okay yeah i, th I mentioned to you in an email my wife and i went to went on our honeymoon in argentina and got to spend yeah. a few days in buenos aires so it's uh, dear to my heart it's a wonderful city yeah it's it's beautiful city yeah and you have a lot of restaurants and a lot of things to do because it's a big city also yeah yeah 
and you enjoy yeah, I, I like but uh, normally i travel a lot and also i like very much uh, brazil because i have a lot of friends in brazil also and i spend a lot of time in brazil also okay i've not yet had the pleasure of going to brazil um are they mostly chess friends or friends outside of chess uh, mostly are chess friends but uh, not for example a lot of chess players but are my friends but not uh, players of high rating i have a lot of friends that have uh, have rate high rating but also amateur players are my friend a lot of amateur players okay example, i have the same friends from a lot of years okay um so what did you do to go from uh 20 200 feet a to 2650 after the age of 18 uh, I, I start to train more and normally i think that it's important to solve uh, tactical problems this is important in all levels yeah yes. and also the most important i feel that is that you need to do your uh w- the problems that you have in your game. For example, normally some players of 22 are very good on tactical, but also very bad in positional play. And other players are very good in position and also very bad in tacticals. And normally you need to, to focus in your weakness. Yeah. Okay. And this looks uh, easy, but normally it's not so easy because a lot of players have weakness on the things that they don't like. Right. Normally, for example, if you play. But but in endgames, normally it's because you don't like to study endgames. You understand me, yeah? Yes, of course. Normally you need to do something that you don't like, maybe, because if, normally the players want to do a lot of things that they like. Normally you have some players that they like to study openings, and always they study openings. But maybe they don't need to study openings because they know well for their rating that they have, but normally they continue to study opening and study openings are more and more and more because they like to do that. But this is not their weakness. You understand me, yeah? Yes. So uh, when you were 18, were you in university uh, or studying chess full time? Like, how did you approach it like uh, from a time management perspective? Uh, no, no. Only I play chess and also I give a lot of lessons. I am chess trainer from 13 uh, oh. From when I have uh, 17, I start to do uh, some chess lessons, and I and normally I train a lot of players from South America. Okay, and obviously now you're you're an elite player, but when you were even when you were lower rated and younger, was there um, good demand for chess trainers? And no, because I don't use uh, too much chess trainers because I don't have the money to pay when I. Okay. I have this rating, but I think that the chess the chess trainer are important because they help you to economic economize time. Right. And what about your work as a chess trainer? Have have there? How did you find students when you were starting out? Uh, yeah, I, I start to make uh, lessons when I have uh, seventeen. And they, yeah, and normally in South America they know me like a trainer, yeah. Okay. Because I train a lot of players from South America. For example, from Argentina, I train Alan Pichot, that in, at this moment is the third of, also Chris, that is fifth or sixth from their just from the writing of Argentina. Also Bregon, that he's the eighth or ninth or something like that. 
and also from Brazil, Di Bernardino, um, Evandro Barbosa, they they have a twenty five hundred. I train a lot of players, Quintiliano also that hey, they have also near to twenty five. Uh, also players from Chile. It sounds. Uh, it sounds yeah. like you're a good trainer. <laughs> You've got. Some yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly, but for example, when uh, a few years ago, I uh, go like a trainer with Alan Pichot to World Cup under 16, and he won. And I went with him to South Africa, and he won the tournament. And I traveled with him like a trainer, yeah. And Great. also, I train a lot of players uh, because maybe I don't know. Two or three hundred of players I try maybe in my wow. life. Wow. And do you uh, mostly, is this mostly online on Skype or? Yeah, mostly, mostly online because I travel a lot also. But to be honest, it's strange because this year maybe I try to be more chess player. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, maybe I am more chess trainer than chess player. Wow. Uh, wow. I made the two things, yeah. Uh, but this year I think that maybe in July I start to be. A chess player more than chess trainer, but but I need to, to do this a few years because it was important for my economy. But also, I like to make lessons. I like very much when I saw the student improve your your chess. And but normally, I like to do that because I think that is important. That if you don't like to give lessons, it's difficult that you bring uh, good lessons. Right, and uh, but, what? Sorry. So what's um I know that you you must have students of all different levels but do you do you have a certain um approach to teaching like what what do you think helps people improve the most? Uh yeah, normally I I prepare a lot of material, yeah. For my lessons I have a lot of because I bring a lesson from a lot of years but normally the first that I do is to see the games the of my students, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe 25 games, yeah? Okay. Like and I try to see what they do uh, for his writing, what they do uh, bad, for example. Normally, they have a lot of weakness, but uh, normally they have a special weakness, normally. And I try to find that, and we try to to work hard on, the, on that. Normally, maybe don't like when we start, because maybe... I'm not so. Maybe it's not so funny for a day, yeah. Right now, yeah. You, but, when, you, but when they improve, they are happy, and it's not important if they like or not or didn't like. You understand me, yeah? Yeah. So you tell when that you, more, when they have more rating, they are happy, and they don't have any problem that they try to do a few things that they don't like, yeah. Right. Normally, I try to see their weakness. You to work hard on that. This and is important because normally if you don't have a trainer, you need to do that in your game. Yeah, You need to be critical and try to see what you do, what you do worse in your chess right. games. Uh, okay. Um, and how much, so over these years, how much time a week are you able to spend studying your own chess? It sounds like you're pretty busy teaching. Yeah, it's not so easy, but normally I try. A, I am a trainer of a lot of players of uh, good rating, and for that reason, I try to when I prepare for a day, I try to study also. And 
But normally I spend uh, something like uh, giving the lesson, study chess, and also and also preparing the lesson maybe 50 or 60 hours uh, per week. Um, normally something like that. Okay, so 50 hours, 50 to 60 hours a week counting teaching and your own preparation? Yeah, my own preparation and also prepare the chess games. Normally when I... When it's, when I prepare for an important tournament, normally I try to give me some time. For example, and I, I speak with my students, and they understand because they are normally a chess player also. Right. And for that reason, they understand. For example, when I go into play the World Cup, normally I try to train harder. And also, in the last years, I trained with a player. I trained, but only when I was a grandmaster with Ulf Anderson. Maybe oh, okay. you hear about him. Of course, yes. Uh, yeah, he's a very nice person and also a very strong player. Um, he plays well on the things that I am worse. What he, was, he was very good on endgames and also in positional chess. He is fantastic for me. Okay. Uh, and he's a very nice person and also for that reason I like very much to go to train with him. Normally I train with him in Sweden. So you make trips to Sweden in order to work with him? Yeah, I make a few. Maybe I, in my life, I spend something like three months in Sweden or something like that, or two months and a few days or something like that. I don't know exactly, but uh, I stay a lot of time with him. Where, training. where within Sweden do you go? Is it a Stockholm? I need to go to yeah to but to Arboga. He lives in a village, a very small village and boring village also don't have nothing to do <laughs> good we place to study to... chess right yeah only to study chess because i make a joke that he is the the younger man on the village and he have 65 or <laughs> right <something. laughs> <laughs> okay get into too much trouble there yeah and we don't have nothing more to do because uh, maybe uh in the village we have a maybe 12,000 people nothing <laughs> It's a very small village, and we don't have nothing special to do, but normally I go uh, to Arboga to train with him. And okay. for me, it was good. Okay, it's not a fantastic place to do, to be because we don't have nothing more to do, but it's good for my chess, I think. Yeah, well, it's tough to compete with Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's difficult because... Although, although if you're doing 50 to 60 hours a week of chess, you... you uh, you might not be maximizing the city anyway, making the most of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I spend this time because I work with chess, yeah, and I need to do, like, if this was my normal work, yeah, I need to give, to make the lessons and these things, and for that reason, uh, I spend a lot of time. But I like, this is important, because if you don't like, maybe if you don't like, it's difficult to be chess player, because maybe you have some other things to do that will be more easy and also they are better to if you want to make uh, to win some money for example you have a lot of uh, possibilities to do that are not uh, chess but okay. if you like chess uh, it's possible to live like grandmaster and these things but you need to spend a lot of time but for me it's not so problem because I like very much to normally for example if I take some Rest days, normally it's impossible to me to didn't see nothing of chess. Normally I need to see on my cell phone or something 
because I need to know what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's a great attitude. Yeah, but yeah, but normally the all the all the players that are stronger, they, for example, uh, if I try to take a rest, normally I need to know only the results of what happens because it's difficult to be out of chess. Yeah. Because right. So has, has there ever been a period uh, where you felt burnt out, where you felt like tired of chess or has it just never even happened? Uh, tired, maybe, maybe uh, after because and at this moment I trying to take a rest of a few days because I play a lot of tournaments in a row. I play something like five or six tournaments in a row. And for that reason was very much, I'm not totally tired of chess, but I try to take a rest to to have energy to work again, but, and also to try to improve my chess because with the rating that I had, maybe it's difficult to improve and also it's difficult to maintain <laughs> my rating, yeah? Yes, it's yes. Because normally I need to win against also very good players For because, for example, if I play with a player of 2,500, they are very good players also and, it's not so easy to win against these kind of players, yeah? Yeah. And if, I, if I made a draw, I lost a, a lot of rating for made a draw against a good player. And for that reason, it's uh, very difficult yeah, to improve my chess. But I try to do. Okay. Uh, it's not so easy, but it's my work, yeah? I need to do that if I don't want to lose my writing, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you find that stressful? Like, do you do you worry a lot, like, if you have a bad tournament? Yeah, yeah, normally, but I am a player that normally, in all of, in all of tournament that I play, normally I lost one game, and for that reason, is not so... <laughs> Maybe I, I am training on that also, because normally, if you see, for example, in the last tournament that I play... I lost three games and also I won three games. Yeah, right. Uh, before right. that, I won a solo tournament and I in this tournament I don't didn't lose any game. But for example, in Dubai also I lost one game, and in Sharjah also I lost one game the first round also, and in Vietnam also I lost the first round. And for that reason, maybe I'm training to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I lost a lot of games. Also, I it's necessary to win a lot of games yeah to maintain my rating, but Normally, I'm not a very solid player. Normally, I lost. Uh, and for that reason, it's not so difficult. But maybe sometimes when you are playing bad and you are very far from your family and your friends and these things, maybe you feel uh, sad. But this is normal, I think, for all the players. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like it has yeah a, a worse effect on you than other people, if any... If anything, to me, it sounds like maybe better. Maybe you do a good job dealing with the ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not so easy to lose a game, some these things. But to be honest, normally I I lost games, and in, from a lot of years I lost games, and also I won a lot. Maybe it's because my just style maybe will be like that. I don't know exactly why. But but it's not so bad for me to lose because, for example, when I speak with Ulf Anderson, he say me that he prefers to make, for example, eight draws and win one game that won six game and lost three. Right. Yes. 
because he told me that when he uh, lost, he feels very, very bad. Yeah, he feels very sad and also. And for me, uh, always I prefer to make more points than than and lose a lot of games. Yeah. So lose. Yeah. So losing yeah. itself doesn't bother you that much. Yeah. Okay. Also, when I lose, I feel very bad. Maybe I uh, feel that I am a fish or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel li- like that. I feel, yeah. And I start to think, yeah, why did I do that? Or for example, and maybe sometimes I, in the night I feel very sad and I try to to get my... Oh, to don't feel so bad because maybe um, on the nights when you start to think about your game and you start to think about your wrong moves, maybe you feel very sad, yeah, because you feel, yeah, why did I do that? I am... Right so bad or something like that or why I didn't see these things that are so easy and this but I try to calm uh, listen music or something like that speak with my friends with uh, my family or something like that yeah yeah because, because if you start to think a lot of this maybe you feel more depressed yeah yeah you feel bad 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 and you it's always possible to feel Worse than a few minutes before, yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about feeling sad for too much longer, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but the topic does make me wonder, um, is there like, can you think of one tournament or one result that that was especially memorable for you, whether whether good or bad? Um, uh, for example, uh, something that was interesting, uh, memorable result... Yeah, for example, in the last World Cup, uh, normally I, I played three World Cups, yeah? And in the first two, I uh, I lost uh, one and a half uh, uh, against a half, uh, against uh, Navarra and also against Berges. And in the last World Cup, I played in the first round against Nihua from China. And when I w- won the game, uh, the first game I won, and I feel very good, but it was very strange because I need to play in the next... They uh, the two game yeah the mm-hmm. second game right um and during this night I feel very happy but also I feel very stressed because I think I remember that I think yeah hey, I need to do a draw a draw or something like that and, and it was difficult to sleep but I feel very happy also and this was a lot of uh, sensations different sensations because I feel very happy but also I feel very nervous and I remember that I spent all the night thinking what I do, what I trying to do and these things. But uh, after that, uh, in the in the second game, to be honest, I played very bad. <laughs> but he also played very bad. And for that reason, in some moments, uh, he was clearly better. Um, later, he we are near to make a draw. And I made a very big blunder. And I am totally lost, and he make a very big blunder also, <laughs> and we make a draw. A very bad game for grandmasters, but it's normally when you feel a lot of emotions, right? Uh, and for this was a very important game for me because I play, I passed to the to the second round of World Cup. This was interesting, but also other results are important for me because, for example, I win a continental championship also in. In twenty, um, in two thousand fifteen, I won the 
the Continental. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of tournaments are important for me, and also, for example, sad tournaments in Sonal in Paraguay in in 2009. I remember that I lost the last game, and if I made a draw, was uh, if I made a draw, was my final Grandmaster no, and also I classify qualified to the World Cup. And I I have 25. I in this moment I have 20. Uh, when I play this tournament, I have 25, 20 or something like that. And I'm going to play against a player of 2300, and he blundered the pawn in 10 moves. I'm totally winning, and I play very bad, and I lost the tour, the game, and I don't make my I didn't make my final grandmaster no. I don't qualify to the World Cup, and all the things were bad. <laughs> right, yeah. Bad, okay. But I don't feel so so bad after that. I feel sad, but, but uh, yeah, but I feel okay. Uh, I improve my chess, and I try to be positive, because if you are negative, always you can find a lot of problems in all of the things of your, of your life, yeah? Yes, of course, life and chess alike. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and that was in the midst of a pretty good run, right? Didn't you go from like 2,500 to 2,600 in pretty short order, uh, during that period? Uh, yeah, in, in some moment I was strange because when I tried to do my final Grandmaster Nor, uh, was not so easy and I don't understand why, maybe for some nervous or something like that. And after that, when I made my uh, Grandmaster Nor, I made a lot of Grandmaster Nor in a row. And right. for that reason, I improved, I increased a lot of my rating. But to be honest, in the first time that I have more than 26, I'm overrated. I not play like that. Maybe okay. uh, the first time was in 20... Uh, 2011 or something like that was and I am I okay I not when I may do maybe I play like 2580 or something like that but not like uh, 2630 like I have uh, okay I, I make the good tournaments in a row and I increase my rating okay I don't stole nothing of rate and I don't make nothing strange but to be honest I feel that maybe I don't play like that yeah mm-hmm. at this moment I feel that I'm clearly better on chess that at this moment that when I achieved my first 26. Uh, but okay, I made a lot of good tournaments in a row. Maybe when you feel very confident, like in this moment, uh, you play better. But it's not easy to be confident. Yeah, Normally you feel confident with the results, yeah? In all of the things of your life. Yeah. It's, it's strange because normally you need to... To be confident to play better or to be or to feel better, but it's not like you wake up and and say and say, yeah, today I will be very confident. It's not like that, yeah. Yeah, not in chess. <laughs> not in chess. Normally, normally you need to achieve some good results to build to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. I think in other in other pursuits, it's easier to fool yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 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 not in chess, unfortunately. Um, so what do you have coming up in terms of tournaments, Sandro? Uh, the next tournament will be the Spain, in, uh, the tournament of teams of Spain, the uh, Honor Division. And after that, the World Cup. Okay. In Georgia. 
the tournament in Spain will be in August, and the other will be in September. Okay, so you get a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's welcome. And you were recently in St. Louis, right? Yeah, I uh, yeah, it was my first time on United States, and and was also my first tournament of this strange, this strange because I never play uh, tournaments like that, and for that reason, was in uh, very good uh, for me to see what I do well and what I do. Bad. What, what was strange about it? Uh, sorry. What you said it was strange. The, no, the, uh, maybe my pronunciation was not so good. A strain the force. Oh, strong, I, yeah, strong. It was a strong tournament. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't speak so fantastic on English about a strain words. A strain. Uh, the I don't know the pronunciation exactly of the word, but it's like a, the strong or their good players. Yeah, they are very good players, and for that reason was for me. Interesting to play because the, I play against a lot of players of writing like me, mm-hmm. and was good to see my weakness. So, what what did you learn from it? Yeah, I learned uh, that maybe in some positional games I am not so good, and also I feel that maybe I take some bad practical decisions, and that I need to improve uh, uh, some things of my opening repertory because. Maybe I'm not so dangerous, but also I made a few good things. There are a lot of things to improve. Maybe if you want to improve, you need to be very critical about your game, yeah? Right. Because if you feel that that you are so fantastic, maybe you it's, it's difficult to improve because you don't you don't can uh, it's not possible to see your weakness if you don't be critical yeah well whatever you're doing is working sandro <laughs> when i <laughs> when i was 18 i was also around 2200 feet a and i'm still around 2200 feet a so <laughs> so i i'll have to pay close attention to what, to what you say um so what is your do you have like near-term goals do you do you set rating goals or performance goals or just take it more day to day uh, sorry, I don't understand. What do you say? Uh, do you have a goal? Do you have um, something you'd, you'd uh, like to no, do in chess? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, no, at this moment, not exactly. Uh, maybe I want to achieve uh, 2700 at some moment, but I'm not totally sure if this will be possible, but I try to do. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure, but I try to do that. And uh, Maybe 2700 I want to achieve in some moments, but to be honest, at this moment, I feel that I play... Like my writing, I play like a twenty six fifty or something like that, yeah. Uh huh. And to be a twenty seven hundred, I need to improve my chess, and it's not so easy. But I try to do that. And when I do that, maybe I, okay, I want to achieve a twenty seven hundred if this will be possible. I don't know exactly because maybe, maybe it's n- this will be impossible. I don't know exactly, but I feel that it's possible. I feel that I need to try. And, uh, very hard to achieve that, but yeah, maybe I want to be uh, 27 players, but I don't know. I try, but at Good. this moment, I feel that I play like my right in 26, 50, 60, something like that. Not more than that. Okay, so just just keep doing what you've been doing, I guess. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll definitely be rooting for you. I do feel like being that you started playing competitive chess so late, it, it might give you uh, a little bit more hope of achieving more than, than someone who started and has been plateaued for longer. Yeah, yeah. Normally, I'm my okay. My career will be strange if you compare with other players of my rating because normally they when they are young, they are very strong. Normally, a lot of people feel that maybe they I am go, they are going to be world champions or something like that. For me, it was not like that, and it's it's different. Okay, but I feel well. I feel like a turtle or something like that. Slow, right. but but I go. Yeah. Yeah, the tortoise and the hare. Yeah, Argentinian, that's... Argentinian turtle. <laughs> I like it. That's a good nickname, the Argentinian <laughs> turtle. Uh, so, Sandra, while you've been pursuing chess, have you had any other jobs, or um, have you managed to just teach and play chess? Um, no, only only that. Only teach and play chess. Only that I do. Okay. And you've mentioned music a couple times. What kind of music are you into? Uh, a lot of music, a lot of different music, very different. Uh, something that was very strange because, for example, I like uh, very much uh, heavy metal, for uh-huh. example. but also I like uh, I don't know salsa, bachata, and these things that are. It's like uh, uh, normally uh, men that listen metal, they hate this other kind of music, yeah, right? Like salsa or these things. But uh, I like I like the the two things. And I like a lot of music, different also electronic music. But normally, when I go into play uh, uh, games or something like that, normally be- before the game, I listen some metal music <laughs> to be to feel with more power, maybe. Okay. Do you yeah. uh, do you drink coffee or um, like? Do you, how do you manage your energy? Is what uh, I'm wondering. Yeah. Uh, coffee, I, I I like it very much this okay nice um and you are you like uh uh a few of the the more elite players like uh sam shankland and some others that that i've had as guests have mentioned like fitness regimens um do you are you into any sports uh yeah i make sports the only thing that i i'm not so good is my my uh with the food uh, normally i eat a l- normally a lot of uh, barbecues or something like that but but normally i yeah i run normally something like uh, 30 kilometers per week or 35 normally okay and I, uh, uh, okay and do you mind giving our listeners um a little bit of a uh, broader perspective on chess in argentina i think a lot of us uh, from from the U.S. and from Europe, of course, think of Miguel Nydorf and think of some tournaments over the years that have taken place in Argentina, but we don't know much about uh, the the players themselves. What's- yeah, uh, at this moment, I think that we ha- we have a good perspective because we have uh, also Alan Pichot that he's a good player. He have 18 and he have 25-80 of rating. For us, w- this was good. And also Perez Ponsac, he have a uh, 23 years and he have the same rating, but he at this moment he's on the university. But in a few months he finished the university, and I think that he can try to be chess player also. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and also in South America we have uh, a few good players at this moment. Also are my friends, for example, Alexander Fear, uh, Iturrizaga from Venezuela, Fear from Brazil, uh, also Granda, Cordoba, and. And Corey from Peru, uh, Neuri Delgado and Bachman from 
Paraguay, also Leitao from Brazil. We have a, a lot of uh, 2,600 players. Normally, the problem for for us is that we need to to travel a lot to play strong tournaments because if we stay here, normally we are the first or second rating of all the tournaments here, yeah? Right. But and for that reason, we need to go to play in Europe and also in Asia. Yeah, long flights. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's also long place and also uh, the tickets are expensive also. And for that reason, normally when we go to play this kind of tournament, we need to play a lot of tournaments in a row, yeah? Right, yeah. And do you get any help from either the Argentinian Federation or from the government for your chess pursuits? Yeah, uh, at this moment, I have more chances to have uh, something more. But we have uh, we have something. We receive something like uh, four hundred dollars from the government and uh, from the the sports uh, government and. Uh, we receive something like that. Like per, mo- per month? Yeah, per month. But it's not so much because here it's very expensive also. Yeah, yeah, that's not much it, at all. For, for example, Yeah, but for example, here is a very expensive place on South America also. For example, to be to live... For example, if you win, you have a $1,000 per week, uh, per, per month, sorry. If you have $1,000 per month here and you have family, you are poor, for example. Right. And you need something more, for example. Here is, and in other places from South America with with 1,000, you are okay. But here is very expensive. It's like, uh, yeah, like some places on Europe and also... So you, like- you mean Buenos Aires in particular, right? Yeah, Buenos Aires in particular. Maybe on other cities that are not so big here, maybe I, um, they are... Uh, cheaper, yeah, but yeah. Buenos Aires is, is expensive. And is the would you ever consider living somewhere cheaper, like for that reason, or is it not uh, worth it? No, normally I live a lot of Buenos Aires, and in the the only moment when I think on something like that was in Brazil because uh, a lot of years ago I my girlfriend was from Brazil, and for that reason only I think right that was possible to, but not for the for economical reasons only, yeah. For my girlfriend, but uh, but always I live here in Buenos Aires. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a fun fun place. Um, <laughs> so when you when you travel, do you ever get to see sights and stuff, or is it just all chess for the most part? Uh, no, normally I, I, when I travel, uh, normally I when I travel to playing tournaments, normally during the tournaments, I also make some sports. Yeah, I run normally. Mm-hmm. But, and if I have time, I try to know the city, but not during the tournament, maybe before or after. Okay. And so do you, would you build that into a trip or is it just like, if it happens, it happens sort of thing? Like, do you make... Yeah. Normally, if I have time, I try to to do but but I try to play the tournament well and because normally if I invest some money to to make the trip I the most important for me was uh, chess right yeah. of course yeah it's your your uh, business your business yeah my business because yeah. normally yeah a lot of people I imagine that I'm going like a holidays or something like that but 
okay, I like to do that, but the problem is that if you if you think always when you take some holidays, the holidays are expensive, yeah? Yeah, yeah, also, exactly. And also, you don't make nothing. This is the thing or to be in holidays, yeah? Right. And the, for example, and in the tournaments, are you feel very stressed, and you start to know the city during the tournament. Maybe if you lose after after that, maybe you feel bad because you feel that you don't try to do your best to play well. Maybe you are, and for that reason, if I have time, I normally I try to know about the cities that I stay. But in some cities or countries that I stay, I don't know nothing. To be honest, right? Or near, near to nothing. Of course, I know something, but not so much. Do you have a favorite place that you've been? Um, uh, yeah, I like Buenos Aires. Also, a few places from Brazil, for example, Curitiba. I when I stay, for example, in Mallorca in Spain. In, in Spain, also I like. Uh, also, I like uh, Bali on Indonesia. Wow! Yeah, uh, I, wa- I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of places, yeah, because, and also, for example, I also like Madrid, for example, and also Barcelona. Uh, to be honest, maybe I feel uh, better in Latin place because I am Latin player, and also I feel that they have costumes like more yeah. similar to my costume. For example, in Sweden, is interesting, but they are clearly different. Right. Uh, for example, here in Buenos Aires, normally you take the dinner near to 10 p.m. or something like that. And this is strange for a lot of people, yeah? Normally also, I imagine that would be strange for United States to take the dinner 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a little bit in New York, but not anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for example, but here in Argentina, it's normal, yeah? Yeah. If you try to go to a restaurant, it's not so easy to find a restaurant that open 7 p.m., but it's easy to find a restaurant open at 11 p.m. For example, all the restaurants are open, for example, here, yeah? Yeah. Um, because we live uh, more in the night. is different, yeah? Yeah. And this something that for me is normal, yeah, but uh, for example, for you, it's normal other things. And you feel the difference when you stay in a place that... Yeah. Because, okay, I... Uh, these are my costumes and you have your costumes and it's normal, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, for the reason also I like to be in Latin place because for the language, yeah? Because always I feel better to speak in Spanish and also in Portuguese, yeah? Because yeah. Uh, I learned to speak Portuguese as well. But English, I feel that I don't speak so well like I want, yeah? Okay, well, for the listeners, I, I, I want to tell you, Sandro, your your English is great, but just just to let the listeners know, Sandro was a little bit worried about whether he could do an interview, but you've done, I mean, I feel like you've you've communicated very clearly, and I, I know our listeners, I'm really glad to get your perspective. I mean, I think people who love chess, one of the things they love about it is it connects people from everywhere. Um, so I'm really glad to get guests from all over the world, and like an elite player of such as yourself from Argentina, the best player in Argentina. I mean, there's not many people who could give the perspective that you could. So I really appreciate your making the effort. And thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I don't speak so well, so bad. But for example, uh, if I speak in Spanish or also in Portuguese, 
for me, it would be easy to make a joke or something right, like that. Right, yeah, being funny in, uh, a, in a foreign language is the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, being funny or something or speak about, uh, for example, in Spanish uh, or Portuguese, for me, it would be easy to tell about a story or something like that. And um, uh, Yeah, normally these things that are not so easy to for me on English, yeah? Right. Well, maybe, yeah, if we speak about, uh, about some easy things, it's not so impossible or difficult to me or to speak in English but if I try to tell you a story and try to me try to do this interesting is difficult for me in English yeah but for example in Spanish I speak a lot yeah yeah well I think you can it's probably just it's difficult but you can do it I mean it just takes more more it's uh it doesn't come as easy to you but you your grasp of the language is there I yeah, think. yeah 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 uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Normally, uh, for example, in Portuguese, okay, it's, it's similar to Spanish, but it's different. Yeah, but I stay a lot of times in Brazil, and for that reason, I speak well. And if, for example, it's possible for me to speak with, uh, also with people that don't speak well Portuguese. For example, uh, some people from Brazil that they speak a uh, more, more primitive Portuguese. You understand me? Yeah. Right. It's possible for me to speak also this kind of Portuguese, for example. You understand me, yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, because normally, for example, also in Argentina, we have the the normal words, yeah? But we have also a lot of um, words that are not in dictionary or something like that, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and I imagine that also in the United States, this will be like that. But yeah. In and also in Spanish, I uh, I know this works, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible to speak. Uh, yeah, this kind of different language for, but in English only I speak uh, normally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay, Sandra. Well, I think I just have one more one more topic I wanted to talk about, and that's uh, you you were on the Pro Chess League, right? You guys had a team in Buenos Aires. Uh, which team? Sorry, uh, weren't you on the Krakens? Didn't you play? Ah, ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. For, but this team was in. Ba- in uh, yeah, we are friends with uh, the uh, with a lot of players from here. We are very close friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for that reason, we I don't remember if Per Sponsa or Alan Pichot. I think that Per Sponsa was invited to make a chess team from Argentina. Okay. And uh, yeah, and when he speak about that, we like to to make the team. Yeah, and we are not so. Yeah, we are not uh, famous players, yeah, because I remember that uh, a lot of people say that we mm, so, sometimes they speak something like that we are making some that we are cheating or something like that. For example, because we won against the team of Nakamura or something like that. But okay, a lot of people that know us, they know that this is not like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are not famous players, yeah. Normally, I. At this moment, I have twenty six fifty or sixty, but I'm not a famous player. No, I'm not the normal player that you saw in big tournaments or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we make this team because we like to play on a team. Yeah, um, for that reason, we are invited, and for us it was a very good experience because we play against uh, strong tournaments, and and normally the Argentinian people was. Uh, Mm, I don't know exactly the word on English, but uh, we feel we are 
uh, we feel a lot of euphoria. You understand me? Mm-hmm. For because, for example, if you see a, a football game, for example, uh, or something like that, where Argentinian people, you feel that we are very crazy people, and for that <laughs> reason, when <laughs> when when we play on team, we we start to make a lot of crazy things, yeah, because when we won a game, we feel very happy, you feel that, yeah, you hear all the team screaming or something like that, yeah? Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, that team spirit is something that's not always there in chess, so I think that's part of the reason that that people like the Pro Chess League. Yeah, 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 Um, we feel feel like a team, yeah? We feel... And we don't have any problem if any player plays bad or something like that. We don't say, yeah, you play bad, you play bad. Because we feel like a team, yeah. And we play, yeah. And I remember that, that I don't remember exactly which player, but I remember that Alan Pichot was, uh, he's not playing in, in at this round. I don't remember why. But I remember that the player of the team won a, a important game. And I remember that he sent on the cell phone uh, a very, uh, very big scream, yeah, like a oh, nice, metal, yeah, like heavy metal singer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, nice, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And he feel and we, yeah. Normally in, in private we 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 make some primitive jokes, yeah. Right. Norm- yeah. Trash <laughs> trash talk, we call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, hopefully you'll have a few new fans now uh, after this interview. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you. Great. Well, so, Sandro, if anyone would want to reach you, um, would you be open to that uh, email or or whatever, Skype, Facebook? Is there any way that if people want lessons or just want to thank you or reach out to you, is there any preferred method? Uh, okay. Uh, if they want to speak uh, with me, maybe also it's possible in, in Facebook also. And... Um, also, Facebook will be okay or not, so if you can put my email, I don't have any problem. Okay. Okay? Uh, uh, sounds good. All right. Well, Sandro, thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know that you're a busy guy and you're working hard, so I'll definitely be uh, tracking your career and rooting for um, continued upward climb to 2,700. Okay. Thank you, and I hope that you will, this will be possible. I'm not totally sure, but I try to do. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Perpetual Chess. To hear more episodes, give feedback, or suggest guests, go to perpetualchesspod.com. If you like the show, please help me out by telling your friends and giving me a high rating on iTunes. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Perpetual Chess Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.